Welcome to Texans All Access, brought to you in part by Red Diamond. Stock up for the weekend, Red Diamond Iced Tea, the preferred iced tea of the Houston Texans. Here's the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle, touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday, on a holiday week, but it's a full week of work for the Houston Texans, a full week of work for the rest of us, as Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, join me once again. Hi, I'm DP City. We got an hour of Texans All Access. We got the latest on the head coach and the general manager search. We've got news of the week. We're going to go around the league. It's going to be a busy hour. We're going to try to get to all of it. Uh, but guys, first of all, welcome in. And um, I, I think the best place to start is with the news that just broke maybe a little over an hour ago. What do you What do you all say? Matt Bazergan? Yeah, let's let's do it. Hot reads. Hot reads okay. presented by Geico. Bang. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I think that's a good place to start. The Texans announced, and this is a new thing, mm-hmm. I, it, new since I've been here. Maybe, Mark, you remember a time when the Texans would announce who they were interviewing for head coach and general manager positions. But they announced they, today that they um, that they are interviewing or that they have met with Matt Bazergan for the role of general manager. And Matt Bazergan is actually director of player personnel, his nickname is Baz. Great guy. Came down here a few years ago with, with Brian Gain and has been sort of running things in the personnel department. So not a surprise. And I guess it's a good interview because you can do, you don't have to wait till the end of the season and he's in the building. So why not? Yeah, I think as we've seen, you know, the Texans are, they're going to look far. They're going to look near for all the candidates and they're going to, you know, evaluate. I think it's also important to remember when, and I'm not saying that the Texans are definitely going to hire this guy or that guy or this guy, but I think it's always important to remember when you are interviewing guys who have not been general managers that you keep in mind, they have thoughts of their own. They have ideas of their own and you don't necessarily lump what one team has done or lump them in with what one team has done because you never know who was a voice of saying, Hey, I think this is the guy that we should take, or I think Mm -hmm. this is the move that should make. So, you know, he's, he's probably put together a very impressive interview and, you know, he's one of the many candidates for the Texans and you got to always look at these guys singularly mm-hmm. and not just lump everything that, that their team has done, that their organization has done when you evaluate them. Boy, you'd love to be a fly on the wall because, you know, with Lewis Riddick, he comes in here without really knowing a ton about the organization. I'm sure he did some research and everything. But Matt Bazergan interviews, and it's home field advantage, right? He knows the lay of the land here so well. He knows the personnel. He knows what they think of the personnel. Uh, to your point, Drew, he can say, well, look, you guys all know, maybe you already know how I felt about certain players or feel about certain players as opposed to some other opinions in the building. Who knows how we set it all up? But he can certainly lay it all out in a different way and present his vision of the future. So, yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall just to see how these interviews went with these two guys. And it's all part of the process, like I pointed out with Riddick last week, that 
you're just getting started here. They're going to talk to numerous people. Uh, and who knows what they think along the way. Maybe some, one of these guys says something that blows their mind, you know, or has a presentation that blows their mind, blows them away. And they say, that's the guy. Or maybe uh, they thought somebody was going to be the guy coming in. And it's like, no way. You never know because it's interviewing and, and you learn along the way. So I think it's going to be very interesting to follow this process as it plays out. He was with the Jets for quite a long time. And you got to remember the Jets, not from this year and last. You got to remember he was there also when they went to consecutive AFC title games. And then before right. that, he's probably got one of the most peculiar backgrounds that, that you get. And I say peculiar in a very good way. He's got an English degree. So he's very, very smart. He was a quarterback at his college. I can't remember what it was. It was like Bowdoin or Bates or it was a, uh, up, up in the Northeast. And then he played professional football as a quarterback in France for a year or so. So you got to think that's kind of, he's got like one of those uh, playing for pizza, John Grisham book type of, you know, careers where (laughs) he spent some time overseas playing football. That's a different background. And uh, it's, you know, it's an interesting interview that, that he went through today, I'm sure. Should I read Playing for Pizza by John Grisham? It's a minor it's an enjoyable read. It's a fun read. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay. it's not bad. Yeah, I just wanted to know. It was Bates College Bates, in Maine, yes. in Lewiston, Maine, and mm-hmm. he coached there. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he graduated from Bates, and he coached there. That's how he got started. Oh, Springfield College. I never knew this about Baz, that he was at Springfield College for a while. I'm, I'm a little impressed here because that's – it's not a D1 school, but it's kind of a coach's cradle. You know who else went to Springfield College? He didn't go there, but he coached there. Hey, see, I got some background at Springfield College. That's from Western Massachusetts. See, I'm the first GM in Texans history. And by the way, DP, uh, just going retroactive on a point you made, uh, you know, we say – and I've said to the staff, like, in Bolt meetings, that's our senior management meeting – that we're getting stuff this way. We're doing stuff that we've never done before, which is true, but we have done it. We've just never done it with internal media. In 2006, when the Texans were interviewing coaching candidates, including Gary Kubiak, of course, they would bring them out there to talk to the media. You know, I remember Kippy Brown, who was the wide receivers coach for the Texans, got an interview and they put him out there for a media gathering in the lobby. And that kind of stuff was happening. And the team had a website back then, but there was no reporter yet. I think the report, the first reporter in Texans history, Drew, you might know the history better than me. Nate Griffin, wasn't it? I think it was Nate and then Brooke Bentley and then you, right? And that was it. I succeeded Brooke and I think Nate was before her. So the great Nate on Fox 26. Yeah, Nate's still around on Fox 26, doing a great job there. And I think he works on the Rice broadcasts as well. But, um, yeah, so uh, so they did that. And free agents used to roll through. I remember, like, Jeremiah Trotter and people like that. Free agent candidates would get interviewed in the building. But we don't do that kind of stuff anymore. So you you can't interview the candidates, but we are releasing the names of the candidates that are being interviewed. I guess things have changed a lot since 2006. Twitter is just the source of media that it wasn't back Mm -hmm. then. But I kind of like that we're releasing the names because you see all the reports. You don't know what's accurate, what's not, because – you know, it's like every, everyone's got names that are floating around there. Lewis right. Riddick, we, I mean, obviously that was news last week. And then you see all the other places he's interviewing. He's supposed to interview with Jacksonville tomorrow. So oh, he's yeah. already interviewed for three of the five currently open GM positions. And uh, I think we need to have a tracker or something on the website so we can keep <laughs> okay. track of who we've interviewed and where else they've interviewed. Because I, I am fascinated by this stuff. I feel like in 2014, uh, we didn't do it like this. It was it was a lot more like here it is, and it, it 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 went a lot faster back then too because Bill O'Brien was 
not coaching anymore. So he was interviewed and he was sort of the head, the, the, the leading candidate. And then he was hired on before. I mean, it leaked before the new year, even. You never you know have to wait till the end of the football season. I remember when the organization was interviewing people for your position, DP, and uh, there were a lot of names, a lot of names out there. And then all of a sudden, somebody just came in at the very end and got the gig, and that was you. <laughs> for the next two years, every time we'd pass somebody, Mark would say, he also interviewed for position. Oh, yeah. She also interviewed for your position. <laughs> to the point, To the point where I had this paranoia of like, mm-hmm. okay, well, but why did, oh, wow, he's really good. Why didn't you hire him <laughs> for, for years? So, um, yeah, I, I <laughs> that would have been, if, if I had to do a, a media press conference after walking out of my interview, I, I think I would have probably just had some sort of verbal diarrhea and just messed up my chances. So it's probably good <laughs> that we did not have that format. I would have been okay with the Twitter, though. That's funny because now you'd have your whole family up there and your dog and your big fluffy dog. <laughs> my big fluffy I wanted dog. to bring my dog up here for the press her conference. Dog, her dog that needs an, a haircut because the, the, the hair in front of his <laughs> eyes is so long. So. I, put up, I put up a Twitter poll, uh, no, an Instagram poll, and surprisingly most people think he does not need a haircut. He can't see, so he hasn't <laughs> run into anything yet. I think it's super cute. My husband's like, well, he can't see. This is really bad. But I, I like the fluffy look. Anyway, I'm like that with it. my 14-year-old son. He can't see with his hair. <laughs> the kids can barely see, so the dog yeah. fits just right in. It's just right, the look these right. kids are going for. All right. While we're on head coaching and, and general manager news, the, the other news was that the Texans interviewed Jim Caldwell. Uh, that news dropped yesterday. He's the former Colts and Lions head coach. He had two nine and seven seasons with the Lions before general manager Bob Quinn fired him for Matt Patricia. He led the Colts to a Super Bowl, but he was fired after Peyton Manning's neck injury and the Colts finished last in the league. And then, of course, they were in the Andrew Luck sweepstakes. I think it's Jim Caldwell. It's funny because as soon as I heard that name, I thought of I thought of what Texans fans might have thought about him back in that season mm-hmm. where the Colts almost almost went undefeated. And uh, is that does that still linger in everyone's memory here? In Houston oh, for Jim Caldwell? yeah, that you know what? I don't the think domino effect. Think that. Yeah, Deepy, I thought you were going to say when you started that sentence, I thought you were going to go to their two and 14 campaign in 2011 when Orlovsky was playing quarterback for them. And they really had the, the oh, yeah, no, yeah. I could have gone there. But no, I was thinking of I was thinking of when he benched Peyton Manning. against Yes. Oh. Ruining their perfectly six per, per, chances for a perfect season. Yep. The Jets end up winning. The mm-hmm. Texans could have made the playoffs. They won their final game, but then mm. ultimately didn't make it because the Jets had one extra win. And I just remember everybody in Houston saying it's all Jim Caldwell's fault. Like if he would have just let the Colts season play out the way that it was supposed to, the Texans mm-hmm. would have made the postseason. How differently do we think of Jim Caldwell as a head coach if they pull off that win against the Saints in the Super Bowl? Uh, oh, that's a great Great well, he point. probably does. He ever go to yeah. Detroit? Does he ever go to Detroit if that happens? Well, I think eventually, but because the two and fourteen campaign that showed him the door, they were like, he's not doing a good enough job in the absence of Manning, which I don't know how you do. You know, with there was no Andrew Luck yet, and they got Andrew Luck out of that terrible season, and then Pagano comes in as coach. Arian, Arians has to take over because Pagano has leukemia, the whole bit, or was it? Limpho- Arian, I can't rem- yeah, Pagano, I can't Pagano had what- it. <laughs> yeah, Pagano had cancer. So, yeah. uh, but here's the thing about Caldwell that I like. And look, I told the story last night. I coached his son on a 12 year old basketball team in State College, Pennsylvania, when he was an assistant at Penn State. Um, so, I it's not like I know him. He'd probably say, "Oh yeah, that guy." Like if he saw my picture, or like I introduced myself to him again, because I would see him at the owners' meetings and and say, "How old is Jim now?" Because he was 12 when I coached him. Uh, he's like 37, and I would pass out. 
and <laughs> it wasn't good. But anyway, I like Jim Caldwell. I think that if you look at his record with Detroit, four years, it's a winning record. Who has a winning record in Detroit? Nobody. I mean, you have to go back to the 50s or something. Wayne Fonts might have had a 500 record or slightly better. He has the him. most wins just because he was there the longest. But, yeah, yeah. you got to go back to, like, the days of Doak Walker and Bobby Lane. I mean, I mean, come on. Jim yeah. Caldwell did okay there. And then the Lions fans complained, well, he didn't beat any good teams. Hey, who are you beating now, Lions fans? Nine and seven looks pretty compared to who you're beating now. I, I always find it fascinating that with Matt Patricia, the last few years, he was sort of on the hot seat. Every year you think that this is the year that he gets fired. And whenever yeah. they show his yeah. overall record, they would show his record right next to the graphic of Jim Caldwell's record, which was much better. He had won a lot more games in a shorter amount of time, but there was just less forgiveness for Jim Caldwell. But Matt Patricia got to stick around a little bit longer because obviously the general manager, he was his guy. They were both from the Patriots organization. So I don't know. I just think it's, you know, I I mentioned this with, you know, before, but I think when you have a head coach and general manager, everybody sort of take over at the same time, like a clean start. I think that's just the best way to go because then you don't have issues like that where people have their biases towards their own guys versus someone else's guy versus they were the previous regime. And now I want my own people in here. You know, you know, I just think it, it's just everyone just sort of starts fresh. I think if the personalities get along, it can work. It could have worked here in 2014 with Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien, but obviously, ultimately, it didn't. Uh, didn't work the way you wanted it to, which was Super Bowl. But look, there were some good teams. You got Watson. You won a couple of divisions. How many divisions did you win when Rick was here? All right, you won at least two, and then you won an 18-19 without him. So you won at least two with O'Brien, and you won two with Kubiak. Uh, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with working relationships and personalities, and you have to be able to see things at least similarly enough. You're never going to see everything exactly the same way. Uh, but, you know, people, I don't want this, and, and listening to Travis was interesting because he's got a player's perspective and he knows a lot of stuff. Uh, but I just think, Generally in Houston, the O'Brien era, and we'll talk about this a lot in the offseason. How will it be remembered? Look at flamed out. The Kubiak era, era flamed out. It's too bad. The Capers era flamed out. I mean, when we go, when, when a coach goes out for the Houston Texans, he goes out hard. Capers 2 and 14, Kubiak 2 and 14, O'Brien 0 and 4, gone. You know what I mean? It happens very quickly, and it happened not after a winning season for Capers, but a seven and nine at the time that had a lot of hope attached to it. Uh, Kubiak after a twelve and four, two and fourteen. O'Brien division championship playoff win out the following year. It's kind of interesting when you look at it that way. I'm just hoping this is a great fresh slate start, like you said, DP GM coach. Let's get it together. We got the quarterback. Let's roll. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, Mark, when you hire a brand new head coach, it seems like the personality shift is always 180 complete opposite. So whoever the general manager was working with before, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a total adjustment. With, with someone new. So, I, I mean, I think it's uh, – I'm, I'm going to be curious to watch all these these head coaching candidates that roll through now, especially once the season's over and teams get eliminated from the playoffs. What the personality traits are, if there's any similarities between guys that they're interviewing, is there a certain system they're looking at? Is there a certain personality, temperament, age, whatever? You know, just to, to find trends. Or are they really just casting a super big wide net and trying to get as many different ideas as they can? Let's, do a, let's pull a Johnny Harris – Okay. And let's say over under day as Mark, you can't see this on, on, uh, on the radio, but Mark just guzzled honey, which it always, it, whenever Mark does this, he does this a few <laughs> times a year when I'm on the radio or we're on the radio with him. How is he he gonna guzzles talk? honey to soothe his throat. Cause it's that time of year. He's been talking a lot and yeah. you know, germs are going around, but 
Let's do a Johnny Harris over under. By the way, this is all my honey. No one else consumes anything from this jar. This is mine for this area. Only mine. Well, can, I just, can I just say that when we used to be in our studio before COVID had it quarantined off and away from us, you left a jar of honey in there that everyone knew was your honey. No one was touching it even before yeah, we were course. paranoid about germs. Um, <laughs> you, I wonder if that's still there and what it might look like now because when we experiment. left, when we left, we didn't know we were never coming back, but there's a jar of honey in there, I think. There so. are MDs and then there's like a DO, right? The They're kind of like a doctor and they've taken classes but they're not a they're not a doctor so there's mds there's do's and then mark is like a poor man's homeless <laughs> man's do oh like yeah he knows all the the vitamin combinations all the holistic methods along with oh, the, yeah. the current treatment if you ever need problems but you don't want to pay for a doctor just go to vandermeer i'm a hack doctor for sure <laughs> i'm i'm dr google for sure <laughs> i you're, he's like a homeopathic, like self-studied yes. sort of a guy. What did he tell you to take like two weeks ago? Something oh, with no. the mother? Oh, yeah. You were uh, like, he, you have to get vinegar. the mother. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> with like oh, apple that? cider vinegar, the pure uh, apple cider vinegar, organic with the mother. It's It's got like <laughs> stuff in there. Crickets yeah, it's and got, stuff in there. Yeah. It's got like sticks in there. I mean, it's but it's really good for you. So. Okay, okay, but back I, to what I was yes, saying. Back to what you were saying. Over, under... January 25th, will the Texans have at least a GM and or a head coach hired? You think before the 25th of January or after? That's just about a month and two or three days away. Who's going first? So you want w- uh, at least one or both? One or, the, one or both. You think there will be a hire of some sort, you know, one or, one or two of them? I think we'll have one. Think so? I think we'll have one. I think we're going to have a general manager, and I don't think that is – dependent on the teams that go to the Super Bowl because I think those are not the teams that we're going to be uh, hiring. I mean, we could hire from the personnel department, I suppose, but I, I just feel like we'll have a GM in place by then. I'll bet you the usual amount, Randolph, $1 that both are in by January 20th. Both? So. Oh, yeah. Because, I, and I'll tell you hmm. why I think this. Uh, Johnny and I were going over the teams that could be looking for coaches. We know which ones are right now, but that, you know, the Jets are going to add to the bunch, right? Uh, Chargers, maybe. Look, there are going to be interesting surprises here. The Bears and and or Vikings, are one of them or neither of them going to jettison their head coach? I don't know, but I think it's about seven teams. At least six, maybe seven, could be more, that are looking for coaches and GMs are popping up all over the place, right? Marty Herney just got let go of the Panthers this week. And obviously the Falcons looking, the Jags looking. There are a lot of openings. So that means you've got to jump on the situation. You can't wait while everybody else hires the top people. If you find the people you like, you better get them in and hire them ASAP. Otherwise, they're in play for other positions. They got leverage. They're going to get great deals. They're going to get what they want other places. And, you know, I think it's very difficult right now. It's no excuse because you have digital communication. You should be able to communicate your deal, your offer, whatever. But there's just something about this COVID thing that bothers me trying to secure a coach and GM just in this environment. I think it's harder to wine and dine and fly people places and fly. I just think it's more difficult. It's possible, but it's just more difficult. I And, I believe they'll act quickly. And they were the first to do it. You know, they, they let go of O'Brien in week four. Uh, so they've been on this for a while. At least the search committee has talking to the agents that are 
talkable, you know, with uh, with the rules and everything. I think they'll have somebody. They'll have both people before January 25th. It just depends on the, the candidates, because if if you have a candidate, say, that is between the Texans job and maybe one or two other jobs, maybe the candidate wants to take his time and do his interviews with everybody first, unless you get a guy that you know you want. The guy's like, this is where I want to be. Boom, boom, boom. You have your agreements in place. I, I just feel like there's just too many job openings. I would think if I'm a candidate looking for a job, I kind of want to see what else is out there. I'm not going to just jump at the first offer that's thrown my way unless that's the the job that I had my eye on this entire time. And I yeah, don't really know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where their heads are at right now. These well, But if camps. I'm if I'm Eric B enemy, right? I go home at night and Mrs. B enemy saying, where are we going next year? Because I know we're getting a job, right? <laughs> so they're talking about this every night. And he's like, I stop. I'm trying to win another Super Bowl with the Chiefs as their offensive coordinator. But you know that if you're him, how can you not be having those discussions with your family as far as like, you know, Houston looks pretty good or maybe we want to go to Jacksonville. Who knows what they're thinking? Well, Jacksonville's not open yet as a coaching opening, but that's another one that could possibly open. So you got to keep everything in mind. You know, these are human beings. So while they do have jobs, they're thinking about the next thing. Heck, I was doing the national championship season at the University of Miami, but I was all about getting the Texans king the following year. Don't tell them that. But but even so, I, okay, I'm very curious about the whole interview process because when you are interviewing with a team as a head coach, you're not only relying on your resume of what you've done in the past, but I assume that you have to have some sort of portfolio of what you think that you can do with yeah. this team. So, I mean, you have to – I mean, I, maybe that's just me. I'm like a – I like to research everything, but I would think they'd have to sort of look at the roster. They'd have to look, watch some film. They'd have to have yeah. ideas of what they want to change, how they want to make it better as a head coach. Biennemi's looking at his – his offense every single week and opposing defenses, is he really studying our defense and our offense and what changes have been through the season? I mean, I'm just throwing Biennemi as an example because you did, but I'm just saying it's it's a lot of prep for these guys to come into these interviews. So don't they need some time to get ready for it? I'm not saying that he needs till the end of January, but let's say this times two or three other job um, job you know, interviews that he has to do. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's time-consuming. I know it happens quicker than that, but I just remember – do you remember the Colts a couple of years ago with Josh McDaniels? Like that happened, wasn't that after the Super Bowl? And then it fell through. Yeah. And then they had to scramble. Like even in all of that, it was just a really late, slow moving process. And they ever... and that, that wound up, they wound up nailing that. I don't know that it would have turned out as Rosalie had McDaniels stayed on and everything had gone the way it had. I think they found the right guy in Reich who has paired mm-hmm. up nicely with Everflus and Ballard continues to do a nice job. I, I thought that worked out splendidly for them. Yeah, it, I'll never forget McLean talking about Greg Williams uh, when he was interviewing for the Bills job, and he made a presentation that was unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, what kind of presentation are you making when you're interviewing for a coaching job? You know, how are you going to set it up and how you see it? Like, you bring in materials, PowerPoint. Uh, what do you bring in? Or, you know, I kind of figure you just walk into the room like, hey, hi, guys. I like the uh, I formation, and I want to crush people on defense. You know, what do you say? But they know what to say, and they, they've heard stories, and they get advice from other people who have gotten jobs, so they'll be ready. It was probably better, his presentation, than <laughs> a Michael Scott joint that Michael Scott used uh, on The Office when he had to present to Jan and, and uh, everybody else that time. Mm. What not to do? Watch The Office. I feel like The Office is just the, – there's so many scenes that are relevant Life to lessons. every – like corona to job interviews to just life social situations the like but yeah i mean definitely something to to look forward to as as we move through these next few weeks i think 
uh, between the line. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious now with the other teams who's hire, who's looking at whom, because I've, it, it just doesn't seem like we're all on this hamster wheel. Like coach hits one spot other than the ones that have already been here. And Jim Caldwell has already been with the lions. It's like, okay, well now he's going to interview with all these other positions. Rick Smith interviewing in Detroit, interviewing in Atlanta. He's interviewing at all the other, at the other spots. So it's, you know, the, 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 the pool is there. I, I'm, I want to see if there's any surprise candidates that pop out of nowhere. I think that's what I'm really interested in. There's got to be candidates that we are not talking about right now. I thought Caldwell, look, I thought Caldwell and Ritter were both kind of surprises. I don't think we, you know, we haven't discussed them all season long as possibilities. And, you know, I'm not saying either guy's going to get the gig or get any gig. I don't know. But I just thought, I didn't know Riddick was interested in being a GM. And he's got background in front offices. And I didn't know Caldwell was really in play to come back. And I just think, I think Caldwell should be somewhere. I think he deserves another shot somewhere. But we'll see. You know, it's strange things happen all the time in the NFL. There are a lot of interesting young coordinators out there and some not so young. All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll sort of delve into that Colts game lightly, not too much because the wounds are still kind of fresh. Look ahead towards Cincinnati coming off a big win against the Steelers. We'll go around the league, what J.J. Watt had to say about the Monday night game. Uh, Very interesting thoughts there. That's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. I'm a Verizon engineer, and I'm proud because we built 5G right. We started with the network more people rely on, added 5G nationwide for millions of Americans, including those right here in Houston, and the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband in more and more places where people need massive capacity and ultra-low lag. This is the 5G America's been waiting for, only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with AMG's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. 15 jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. AMG Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC official business bank of the Houston Texans. Don't miss the Hyundai Holiday Sales Event going on now at Ron Carter Hyundai. During this special event, enjoy $42.50 in bonus cash or 0% APR in 72 months for 2020 Santa Fe's and 0% APR for 72 months on 2020 and 21 Sonatas in Tucson's. All with Hyundai Assurance, America's best 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and three years complimentary maintenance. Gulf Freeway just two minutes south of the beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. Tickets are on sale now for the 2020 Macari Texas Bowl. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston as the TCU Horned Frogs and the Arkansas Razorbacks battle it out at NRG Stadium Thursday, December 31st. 
Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Reserve your tickets and suites at www.mercaritexasbowl.com. More Texans radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. At CDW, we get the future of security works differently. Bruce here loves that I can work from home, but he's not a guard dog. That's okay. HP EliteBook laptops powered by Intel Core V Pro processors and orchestrated by CDW have built-in security features to protect you from threats wherever you are. Intruder? Nope. He just wants to go out again. Ah, IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash hpsecurity. It happens a lot at Whataburger. You take your first bite and suddenly you have a flavor epiphany. When things come together in a flavorful flash of, well, first bite perfection. Crispy bacon perfectly matched with the smoky heat of hatch green chilies paired with two types of cheese all coming together bite after perfect bite. Good thing there's good thing there's the new limited time hatch green chili bacon burger at Whataburger. Available by dine-in, drive-thru, curbside, and in select locations. Delivery. Fees may vary. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day. So take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. Transforming the future of healthcare is such a big challenge, some people call it a moonshot. Well, one company accepts the challenge, Cigna. From joint efforts with Talkspace that advance mental well-being to making insulin more affordable for more people, Cigna is going further than anyone imagined. Cigna is aiming higher, much higher. Copyright 2020 Cigna. All Cigna products and services are provided exclusively by or through operating subsidiaries of Cigna Corporation, including Cigna Health and Life Insurance Company or its affiliates. Insider Access. Jim Caldwell gets an interview with the Texans. I called a couple of people that I know that know Jim Caldwell very well, and they all said the same thing. He would be great for Deshaun Watson. Exclusive content. And they say that the culture that he developed is a winning culture and one of transparency. Sports Radio 610. He's really good. I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on Jim Caldwell See, I... as an opportunity here. The Texans play here. Play here. Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit ccrla.com. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back. Texans All Access just wrapped up the first segment where we talked about head coaching and general manager search. I think this is going to springboard us into the offseason. I know we still have two weeks of football left. Um, you know, and I didn't want to say this might be the longest season in the history of seasons, but it sort of has felt this way between COVID firing your head coach after the first four weeks. And then all the things that have happened since then, it just seems like here we are week 16, while it has seemed like a long season, I really, honestly, I can't believe that 
the NFL has pulled off 16 weeks of football and so far no plans for week 18. But with that being said, guys, I mean, what are your, other than the Texans record, you know, how is, how impressed are you that the NFL is where it is right now, especially with the testing and everything that's, that's gone on this season? It's, yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been pretty admirable. No games lost. You've moved some around and you've made things tough for some teams, but I don't think ultimately you can say, oh, the Steelers have lost these three games because of what went down with testing back when they had to play the Ravens and so on and so on. I I think it's been really not to pat ourselves on the back because still many things can happen, but they started on time. They never missed a single game. Looks like they're on that path as well to finish things up. And, you know, you can't say the same about other, you know, leagues and everything. And they were, they were hit in different ways too. And you got to, you know, there's all sorts of dynamics, but it's been very, very impressive to me that they've been able to do this. And, you know, it's, it's been pretty darn solid as far as execution. Yeah. I'm blown away actually, because, you know, and we talked about it with Deshaun uh, last week when the Bundesliga started up, right? This was the first major sports league, I guess, South Korean baseball, uh, they were also playing without fans back in the spring. But when the German soccer league started up and I watched it on a Saturday morning and I, you know, I don't watch Bundesliga every Saturday morning. This is this just in. But when I saw it, I thought, this is so weird. You know, I can see that these are big time soccer players, but there are no fans and it's bizarre. And soccer is a really difficult sport to show without showing the stands, right? Empty. And football's too, but football's a little bit easier when, when you're just seeing that sideline cam. You know, your mind's eye kind of, all right, this looks like football. It's only when you get to some of the punts or, you know, sideline camera shots or end zone views where you really see the empty stands. You're like, oh, boy. Uh, and, but, but the Bundesliga thing gave me a lot of hope. But I thought there's, I don't know, are we going to get, I, I thought maybe we'd be through with Corona by then. But it, it was clear that in July, by the time we got there, we were not going to be through with Corona uh, by the time NFL season arrived. And so the fact that we're pulling it off, we meaning the NFL, it's amazing to me. I'm so happy that it's getting done. I just wish the Texans were having a better time of it. But you know what? Wouldn't it be weird? And you brought this up, DP. I don't even know if it was on the air. How about if you made the Super Bowl this year? I mean, you'd love to go to the Super Bowl, but we might not even be going to the Super Bowl <laughs> physically if the team no. was, right? I'd be doing it. I might be doing it on a monitor somewhere. We'll be covering it on TV, whatever. And I just think, gosh, you know, that's probably a good miss. If you can guarantee me I'm going to go in the next two, three years, okay. But, you know, I would have taken it this year. Believe me, I wouldn't have complained one bit. It just would have been strange to do that, to advance in this kind of environment. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like with the way the Browns are playing, that would be the most Browns, Cleveland Browns Super Bowl (laughs) ever. (laughs) Like these fans have waited there like all this time to make the playoffs and they go to the Super Bowl and it's the one Super Bowl that fans are not allowed to attend. What are the tickets going to cost? Because they (laughs) are having some fans at the Super Bowl, right? So – the tickets that are available on the secondary Ooh. market, if it is a team like Cleveland that's never been, can you imagine what the secondary market's going to be Mm-mm. charging for those seats? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, it's going to be like 30 flights grand. might be empty. <laughs> yeah. Save money yeah, on flights. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. I think, I've, I think I've stalled long enough. Let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this Colts game that was uh, three losses in a row. I mean, I, I, we have to get into a little bit, but mm-hmm. I – 
I feel like there's some positives that came out of that game, minus the fact that the Texans got down 14 nothing to start the game. Let's put that aside. I thought the, the way that they battled back um, was very valiant. And can I just say that Drew and I, speaking of not traveling to the games, Drew and I watch the games from our respective offices. Drew watches a different feed than I do, which is eight seconds ahead oh, of no. me. And oh, so no. then Drew would yell, oh, no. And I would just have to sit there for eight seconds thinking brace what yourself. is about to happen. You brace yourself and then you see it and then we are all screaming. I mean, I'm sure anybody else in our hallway is probably super annoyed because it's just constant scream. But the same thing with the, the good plays too. Drew would yell and scream and I kind of felt like he gave away the ending to a really great movie. You well, know, the suspense I don't understand why you guys aren't on the same feed because it's we all have the same. <laughs> I don't want to be on that feed. It's I like don't want- choosing to be delayed. I'm choosing <laughs> to get ahead. Are you watching the program or the all to- all twenty two? I'm I watching like- the program, but I have watched the all twenty two. Then for for those of you who don't know what Mark's talking about, the all twenty two is strictly what the teams shoot. So the the Texans or the uh, the Colts video crew they shoot a high shot down at like at the 50 yard line and they also shoot a, an end zone shot uh that's that's she's the whole field but we're only seeing the high high 50 yard line shot and you can hear most of what's going on the program feed is what the uh what cbs is showing but without the announcers and it's uh-huh. it's all in real time and the program feed you see what they're gonna you see what they're gonna come out of break with so they'll focus on the owner suite or they'll focus on a fan it's kind of interesting to see what they 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 check out, but yeah, I uh, it's you know that's the type of thing, and that was the type of game, and the mistakes that were made. Those are the type of things that happen to a four win football team, mm-hmm. four win yep. football team in December. You know, you fumble as you're going to the goal line. You know, you uh, you don't get the two point conversion weeks ago when you're at Tennessee. It's just the little teeny tiny things that don't go your way, and that's one of the, the main reasons why you're your uh where you are win loss wise you know it makes me sad because cal was out there with this after he made the change at the coaching spot after week four and he said i feel like we can be better we could this season is not over we can compete and he was right we can contend and he, he was, was right. absolutely right because yeah. we're just a few plays away now i know a lot of teams are going to say they're just a few plays away okay they i are, get it but but we're just not executing at the moment of truth there with these two-yard line mishaps against the Colts, with the two-point conversion against Tennessee, with Cleveland not being able to punch it in, fourth and goal at the two, you know, goal-to-go situation. You get a touchdown, is completely different. Even in week four, Minnesota, you had a third and goal at the one, and you had that fumble, and then you had to try to Steelers throw it to game. You were leading the Steelers late. I mean, I mean, but even – all right, so after the coaching change, you still have – I think we cited four games where you were right there in a goal to go and unable to do what you needed to do. That would have changed the whole universe because three more wins right now. I mean, that you have seven, you're right there for the division possibility, a wild card possibility. It would have been cool because you would have put losses on the teams you're chasing and that would have been, you know, that reduces their win total, obviously, and you're right there. So that would have been cool. But you're not there. But I do think he was right, that there was a much higher ceiling. They almost got there. They didn't. They've got two games left to try to finish on a high note. 
I feel like the, the, the team was starting to find its rhythm and was at its peak right there on Thanksgiving. Yep. And then the news dropped about Will Fuller and Bradley Roby. And I, I mean, it was just so bone crushing. I hate to put losses on just two players, but I think that coupled with the injuries at wide receiver, then all the injuries um, in, 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 the, in the secondary, like that was just sort of backbreaking. The fact that you lose your leaders at those two positions and then you have injuries at all the depth positions behind it. I feel like those were all winnable games the Texans were healthy for the first part of the season, which was why it was so confusing that they were still yeah. losing these games because we were like, we don't even have any serious injuries yet. But then, of course, you yes. start getting things moving and the scheme starts working and the defense starts clicking and then the injuries start to add up. So it was just the timing for this season has just been so off. But I feel like ever since that that news broke of Fuller and Roby on a Monday Texans haven't won a game. They've come close. They didn't come close against Chicago, but I don't even feel like that was the same team that we saw on Thanksgiving against the Lions. It didn't even look like the same team. I, I think they were – look, it's it's easy to say this from the outside looking in, but that loss to the Colts, the first one, was so devastating because it ended your chance at a winning season. I think that – and and really, they would have still had a snowball's chance – at a playoff spot at that point with a win out, which would have been very tough. We get it. But, they, you know, if you're still going, you're still going. You, you're, it's kind of like playing in the loser's bracket of a baseball tournament or one of these basketball tournament loser's brackets and working your way back in that way. Uh, you're right, DP. That's a great point. Once Roby and Fuller go out, they haven't won, even though they've had two extremely close losses to their nemesis. Watson's playing lights out. But unable to get over the hump overall, it's sad, and we got to live with it. Hopefully, things are better on Sunday. But now, look what happened to Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. Actually, yes, we're definitely going to go there. we got one final segment. We're going to talk a little bit about that game. And I want to get your thoughts on a team that is supposed to be six-and-a-half-point underdogs coming into NRG Stadium, and yet they were 14-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Steelers. And look what happened? What do we expect for Sunday's game? What did J.J. Watt have to say about that game with both of his brothers in the game? There was a big hit, and he was pretty vocal about it on Twitter. That's all coming up. We've got one final segment of Texans All Access coming up. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. From annual checkups to managing chronic conditions, taking care of your health should always be a priority. At Houston Methodist, our primary care doctors are available to provide personalized care for you and your family safely. We offer a variety of convenient ways to get care from us, from same-day sick visits to extended hours at select locations. And we are taking every precaution to keep you safe during your visit. Choose your doctor or schedule online at HoustonMethodist.org slash stay healthy. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Need some insurance? Want some fast, fair claim service? You want 24-7 access to licensed agents online, over the phone, holidays, weekends? Look no further than GEICO. And you noticed I said insurance. I didn't say just car insurance because GEICO insures motorcycles, boats, RVs, homeowners, renters. They do it all. They do it all with an award-winning mobile app. 97% of their customers are completely satisfied. So go to GEICO. They're who you want to use. They've been around since 1936. GEICO Insurance. 
The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP. All rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. This is Texans Radio. Insider Access. Jim Caldwell gets an interview with the Texans. I called a couple of people that I know that know Jim Caldwell very well, and they all said the same thing. He would be great for Deshaun Watson. Exclusive content. And they say that the culture that he developed is a winning culture and one of transparency. Sports Radio 610. He's really good. I'm telling you right now. Don't sleep on Jim Caldwell as an opportunity here. The Texans play here. At Jameson, we know a thing or two about making legendary whiskey. Since 1780, every drop of Jameson has been triple distilled. Whether it's neat, on the rocks, or in a delicious cocktail, Jameson is crafted for smooth sipping. So come together, grab a glass, and give the gift of legendary smoothness this holiday season. Jameson. Smoothness is always worth sharing. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Product of Ireland, 2020 imported by John Jameson Import Company, New York, New York. From kickoff to the two-minute warning, HEB has all you need to make your game day spread a touchdown. For the starting lineup, HEB's freshly made guacamole and salsas are a delicious play. And for meat lovers, HEB Prime One steaks and burgers are a sizzling way to get your grill on. Plus, pick up the extras like HEB's our finest paper towels, Texas tough trash bags, and foil. From food to snacks to defensive sacks, home gating is a win with HEB. At Brookside Equipment Sales Equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales. We're tough enough to cut it. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. At Red Diamond, we craft our iced tea to be just so, never so-so. For generations, Red Diamond has been creating the perfect iced tea. Perfect for picnics, perfect for cookouts, perfect for ball games, perfect for whatever you have in store. Pick up some Red Diamond iced tea today. 
listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. Welcome back. One final segment of Texans All Access. We're definitely going to get into this Bengals-Texans matchup. But, you know, we had a bet a little bit earlier on in the show. But a little bit of news with the head coaching search. I think Drew brought it to our attention. Tom Pelissero's tweet. Drew, what, what are the changes we can actually start the interview process early, right? Yeah, uh, an hour or two ago, Pelissero tweeted, big change to the NFL head coach hiring process this year. Starting tomorrow, so Wednesday, hiring teams may request and conduct virtual interviews with candidates employed by other teams. Sources tell him and Rap Sheet. Teams can deny the request, but the coaching carousel is about to begin. So in theory, if you request and another team agrees, you could start interviewing guys. Uh via zoom via facetime however what are the odds that head coaches shut this down it depends on your head coach right i could see a lot of head coaches saying "Uh uh-uh not until our seasons it's only for head coaching vacancies though it's not for like i want that running backs coach to be my offensive coordinator and so on so it's only yeah but if you're andy Reid, it's like uh yeah b you can go ahead and spend two hours on a zoom call while (laughs) while we're getting ready to play why why would they agree to that why would they agree i I don't know I think these interviews would have to take place at like nine at night or later, you know, some of them, because look, you're not taking time out of your workday or maybe they'll be very accommodating. I don't know. You can do it on Friday afternoon. You can True. do it on a, if a team has a, uh, if a team has a home game, you can do yep. it on a Saturday. I mean, there's ways to work around it. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you said, their, their schedules are jam packed and they work all the time, but there's always little ways to wiggle around, especially if you're doing yep. it virtually. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I think Andy Reid seems like a jolly old guy. I think he will say yes. I think Belichick, though. I think if you're on the Patriots staff, oh, yeah. it's going to be a hard no. But you know well, what? They're, I, they're they're eliminated after this. Well, after week seven, after week seventeen, they can do whatever they want. So just it's just really two more weeks. Teams that are eliminated, although teams that are eliminated probably don't have too many candidates. You know, McDaniel's could be one of them, but he his name is not circulated much since what happened with Indy. Because if I'm interviewing Josh McDaniels, and I'm, am I thinking, is he going to leave me at the altar if I decide he's my guy? <laughs> you know, is he going to do it again? Because he did it last time, and that was a good job. That's a good organization. Why are you doing that, Mark? They had the graphics. They had their entire website welcoming Josh McDaniels. They had every bit of like on Twitter. They had everything already up. But, you know, I have heard his name. I think I want, I want to say that I've heard, like, just in mentions of articles, like, as top coaching candidates, I've seen his name. Not not in Houston, but, like, for Atlanta and maybe some of those other jobs that, you know, they, they want they want to try that Patriots mindset. I have heard his name. I have no official word of an interview. But I, I think that some people still like the lure of that. Maybe he wants to get out of New England now that Tom Brady's gone. You never know. Why not? Because, look, I think this was monumental. Them getting eliminated does officially – well, the era ended when Brady left, but you thought, well, maybe they can keep this thing going with Newton, get back to the postseason, and they're still in this Belichick playoff era. But that's over now. You know, they begin again next year, even if it's Belichick and the same staff, because Newton's not going to be back, let's be honest, right? So they're going to go with another quarterback, whoever they decide to get, and try to build from there. This broke the streak of making postseasons, And I just, I think their drama is very interesting. I see the lure, the allure of Josh McDaniels in that as opposed to many other Patriots assistants, he's been a head coach before. Didn't work out in Denver, got off to a good start, flamed out, but 
he's at least sat in the chair. And I liked O'Brien here as the candidate because even though he wasn't a head coach in the NFL, at least he was a head coach at a top university in a difficult circumstance and was able to put together back-to-back winning seasons. And I thought, that's a huge job. He's got the NFL experience. He's got college. Let's go. With McDaniels, I could see the same kind of thing, uh, only some NFL head coaching experience, although not successful, but at least he's done it. We'll see how it plays out for him moving forward. But I just have this feeling that he's he's kind of wink-wink promised the Patriots job when Belichick goes away, but maybe I'm totally wrong about that. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to watch, but I agree with you, Mark. I would not take my chances on him because it seems like he does not want to leave New England. And even if he says he's going to leave, you just never know until that last second. So maybe just don't flip your website over until he is actually there and standing at the podium. <laughs> it's just just my words of advice. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about this Bengals team that's coming to NRG Stadium on Sunday. You think they're going to get, um, you know, they're they're going to get annihilated on, on national television against the Steelers because they've only won two games. They're on their third quarterback, but they come out played well their defense played strong they had a guy that had not started at all this year had three starts last year winless in them ryan finley their quarterback they won 27 17 and on the opening kickoff i believe it was the opening kickoff i don't know if you guys were watching Derek watt just suffered this really bad collision like a really scary collision and he went down and he um he did that fencing pose. We've seen it before when Tom Savage went down with a concussion where the arms are up and they're stiff. Yeah. And you see TJ Watt run out from the sideline onto the field and sort of, uh, you know, usher everybody away from him, get away from him, don't pick him up, don't touch him. And afterwards, Watt tweeted, worst feeling you can have ever have watching a football game. Sounds like he's all right, thankfully. Thank you for the thoughts and concerns. So um, a really scary moment in that Monday night game. And, you know, we all know, like with the Steelers, JJ's watching all their games whenever he can because both of his brothers are on the field. But nonetheless, I mean, scary because that, that Bengals team looks better than their three wins on the record right now. Yeah, can you guys believe that that Bengals team uh, on Sunday after the Texans lost, that they were installed as eight-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Texans. Now, I think that's gone down a few points, but still. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that looked like a very salty team, and I know the Steelers have really ebbed away from what they were, but that Steelers defense is still pretty nasty, and they got they got chewed up a little bit on the ground. But any Steelers defense with T.J. Watt and what what those guys can do, oh, it's an impressive effort. And you know, I'm glad the Texans are back at NRG Stadium, and maybe the Bengals are going to be like Mark likes to say, fat and happy <laughs> after a win like oh, yeah. that. And they've got to travel, and they've got that less one less day to prepare. I mean, uh, yeah, they were they were impressive. They did not look like a three-win team last night. You know, I think upsets do happen in divisions because division opponents aren't scared of you, even if you're the Steelers. Even, like, the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills, even when they're bad, are not scared of the Patriots. They usually play them pretty close. I know they've lost to them terribly over the years as far as overall record, but you notice that, and I don't have the data in front of me, but, you notice that there are a lot of close games with the Patriots over the years in their dominance with teams in the division. And they always seem to lose that one in Miami every year. And even when the Dolphins are terrible, things just happen that way because your division foes know you so well. They're not frightened of you. They've been to your place a lot. They know who you are. They know how to get under your skin. It might not always work, but they know how to keep it close. And the Bengals, they just weren't scared of the Steelers. And Ryan Finley running was something that 
the Steelers just didn't expect. He was able to get some things done on the ground. In fact, with the game on the line, them needing first downs or at least a kill clock, they were running the quarterback. They're like, you are not throwing the football. We are not putting it up. You are going to run with this ball. Do not fumble it. We got to kill clock. And the Steelers got the ball back, and the Bengals' D did the difference. I'm more concerned about their defense than their offense going into Sunday's game. Well, his stats, 7 of 13 for 89 yards and um, a touchdown. So not great stats, but I don't know who's going to start against the Texans on Sunday because it could be Brandon Allen. He was out for a knee injury or it could be Ryan Finley because he played so well against the Steelers. I think that'll be something that we'll definitely be watching throughout the week. And, uh, you know, that's going to do it for us. But we've got John Harris coming up on Texans replay next. Drew's got Texans extra points this weekend. Who is your big guest, Drew? The great Sean Pendergast. So it's going to be a fun one. We are chopping up everything Texans, Bengals, but we're also looking to the future as well. You, you and, and Mark and I did that in this show as far as looking what's on the horizon. We kind of talked specifically about the on-field product and what we might say are some bright spots and some spots to kind of bolster up as the, uh, the future unravels. All right, sounds good. That's Saturday night on ABC, 10.30. After that, Texans 360 will be back with a brand-new episode for now. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. Thank you to everyone that worked on this show. Thanks to our producer, Jacob, and for all of you out there listening. Stay safe and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. The holidays are full of tradition, but it's time they got a little update. In a brand new Hyundai filled with all the latest technology. And now, during Hyundai Holidays, you'll find big holiday savings on every new Hyundai. Hyundai Holidays. Now get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the 2021 Sonata or up to 2250 cash back. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 1421. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hey, Texans fans. Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you connections to the top business professionals in Houston and unprecedented access to Texans events. Sign up for the 2021 Lux waitlist. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. 
Contact us today for more information on limited Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com or call 832-667-2299. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. He's in! Touchdown, Houston! This is Texans Radio. This is Texans Hey, Texans fans, head on over to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest and most spacious gaming floor in southwest Louisiana. With wide open spaces to play all of your favorite slots and table games, live bingo, off-track betting, and poker. Plus, beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and Casati Pines, the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Cachada is the largest casino resort in Louisiana and Louisiana's best bet. Located in Kinder, Louisiana, just east of Lake Charles. Take I-10, exit 44 to Kinder. For more information, visit ccrla.com. 